what you've done for us, Lord. This morning we say thank you. Thank you for it all. In the name of Jesus, we bless you this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Please take your seats. Hallelujah. Glory to his holy name. It's a beautiful morning, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, tell your neighbor you are looking wonderful. Yeah. It's an exciting morning today. Um, today I want to, <laughs> considering all that is happening in the world today, I want to talk about the protection of God. I want us to look at it, see what it is, so that we will live our lives accordingly. Hallelujah. Yes, yeah, so today we will look at Psalm 91. We are only going to talk about Psalm 91 and see what it is. Let's pray. In the name of Jesus, Papa, I come before you this morning. Spirit of the living God, brood over this atmosphere. Take charge of this atmosphere in the name of Jesus. Let any contrary spirit be muted in the name of Jesus. Let you alone be exalted in our midst this morning. Take all the adorations, Lord. Use me. Use my lips. Speak through me your express words to your people. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord, for a receptive heart. Let your word penetrate. Let it fall into the good soils of our heart. Let it produce. Let it bear fruit, even to a hundredfold. In the name of Jesus. And in the end, we'll give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Please give me Psalm 91. Psalm 91. Let's see what David is trying to tell us this morning. You know, when it comes to the protection of God, it is not only our lives. God's protection cuts across everything concerning us our finances, our health, even our animals. The Lord's protection is on them. Your house, your children, everything that concerns you. The Lord is mindful of it all. And he protects us. He protects it all. So when it comes to his protection, it's not only your life. What is the use of having life when you are sick? You are sick with an incurable disease. You would wish that you are you were rather dead. What will, wh where will your riches be? I mean, what will be the use of riches when you don't have good health? It will be useless, right? Yes. So the Lord's protection cuts across everything. He protects us in all we do. He's mindful of us this way. Let's see what his protection is. David says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So look at it. He's talking about the people who dwell. He said, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High, that person shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. When you look at the word dwell, literally means that you pull a chair to sit down. So this becomes your dwelling place where you, you, you sit every day. You wake up in the morning. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Thank you for a beautiful day today. What would you have me do today? That is somebody who dwells. He's talking about the one who dwells, the person who is mindful of God. The dwelling place, it's a fellowship. It's a place of fellowship. 
it's a place of koinonia. You do realize that it's not every Christian who enters into this place. Some people wake up in the morning, you, you greet them and say, what is good about the morning? Hey, what is good about the morning? How can you say what is good about the morning? You are, you are furious waking up. What are you going to accomplish in the day? <laughs> the Bible says that joy comes in the morning. So when you wake up in the morning and you are furious, what is good about the morning? It means that the joy of the Lord is not in you. You have to do something about it. So, the secret place of God is for the ones who dwell there. So, when you look at the Hebrew for the word dwell, it is yashab. It means to remain. It means to sit, to abide. It is a place of residence. In the secret place. This secret place is a place of refuge. It is a, it is a, a trusting place. It is a place of trust. So you come before your father. He is the one who dwells there. The almighty Elohim. He dwells in this secret place. So you come there because you have trust for him. Hallelujah. You know that when you come there, he will shield you from everything that is happening in the world. Hallelujah. So the secret place, what is it? It is a covering. It is a shelter, a hiding place. It is a hiding place. Hmm. Under the shadow. So look at what the shadow means. This is what it is. You know when you are walking with somebody, eh? Let's say I'm walking with my daughter Anika. I'm holding her hands. And then my shadow falls on her. That is what it is. So when you walk with the father, his shadow falls on you. He hides you. He conceals you. That's his secret place. It is for the ones who dwell there. Some people enter this place by worship. Some enter there by praise. Some enter there by fellowship of the word. Some enter there by prayer. So you must enter. You realize that there are some people, when you see, when you see them in church, you know that there is something wrong. So you, you know, you just know. Because these people are not the ones who dwell. This morning, I'm talking about you having a fellowship with the Father. And by you having a fellowship, a koinonia with him, you will know, you will enter into his secret place. You will enter there and his shadow will fall on you because it is a fellowship. The Lord didn't redeem you so that you just be a bystander. You'll be somebody who is far from him. No. He did not do that. He redeemed you so that you have a fellowship with him. You have a relationship with him. So the dwelling place of God, this high place, is where believers who dwell in the presence of God abide. Hallelujah. Listen to what Smith Wigglesworth says. He says, there is a place in God where Satan cannot come. It's a place of protection. And it's the place of faith. So when you enter there, you know that the protection of God is for you. I mean, it's a trusting place. You trust him. Your trust is in him. So you know that definitely he's mindful of you. Let me say this. You let me digress small. If you are here and you feel offense, you, you feel offended in your heart towards somebody, you should let it go. If you feel offended in the man of God, that's a dangerous one. You have to do everything to let it go. Because offense will take you out of the protection of God. What offense does is that it drags you out of the presence of God. So 
the devil, he's patient. He's looking for you. So he's like the lion. You know that when the lion is looking for its prey, he doesn't rush. It takes its time. It calculates. So the devil will wait for you. When you, that offense is able to push it into your heart, he will draw you away. And when he draws you away, his plan is to attack you. So you find out that a lot of people get offended in their man of God. How do you get offended in your man of God? He's your shepherd. He's supposed to watch over you. He watches over you. How do you get offended in him? That is a dangerous place to be. Please, I don't know why I'm saying this, but if you are here this morning and you feel offended, the Bible says that offenses may come. What it means is that offenses are bound to come every day. However, it is how you deal with it. That is the key. It's the vital one. So if you feel offended in a brother or a sister, go to that person and rectify the issue. Don't let that offense drive you out. If you feel offended in the pastor, go to him. Talk to him about it. Hallelujah. So, this dwelling place are for the people, this secret place are for the people who dwell in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's look at Job. Job chapter 1 verse 8 to 10. This is Job. Somebody who dwelt in the secret place of the Most High. Job chapter 1 from verse 8. Okay, it says, And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for naught? Next verse. Has not thou made an hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land. Hallelujah. When you look at the word, the word hedge in the Hebrew, it has two pictographs. The first pictograph is that of a palm. The second is that of thorns. Thorns that have been woven together. So when God said, have you tried my servant Job? And the devil replied him that you have built an hedge about him. What it meant was that Job was in the very palm of God. And the Lord had woven a, 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 a hedge of thorn round about him. So the devil couldn't attack him because he knew. Of course, he can see. He could see it. because Job was right in the middle of God's palm. And the Lord had woven a thorn of hedges around him. So the devil couldn't touch him. Because if he tries, what will happen? The thorn will pierce him. He will not, he, it is roundabout. So what it means is that wherever he passes, the thorn will choke him. This is somebody who dwelt in the secret place of the Most High. And look at something. The ones who dwell there, when something happens to them, they don't complain. Why? Because they know of whom they have trusted in. They know that definitely the Lord will come to their rescue. They know that it is just for a time. So this morning, if you are here, you have to take your walk with God serious. It is not mere that you see certain Christians who just die and some who are preserved. Why should the Lord preserve your life? You have to ask. Why? Go back to Psalm 91. He's making a, a distinction, a clear distinction of them that dwell in the presence of the Lord and them that are, they just come and go, come and go. 
you know when you have a father, right? And the father is not in your life. You don't really know that man. But if that man is married to somebody else and has children with that person, those children know him. But you don't know him. So you, you find out that you have certain thoughts about the man. However, the children who live with him, they know who he is. It is the same thing with God. There are some people who dwell with God, who know who God is. And there are some who God is their stepfather. <laughs> and, and certain Christians are their stepsisters and brothers. You see, because you don't know who he is. When you know that you are walking with him and his shadow is on you. You have trust for him. Hallelujah. You just know that nothing will just happen to you for no reason. For no reason. No. Give me next verse. Come again. <laughs> he says, I will say of the Lord. Why will he say of the Lord? Why will he say of the Lord? He will say of the Lord because he is the one who sits in the presence of the Lord. He is the one who has fellowship with the Lord. He knows who God is. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. Can you say that of God? Hallelujah. Oh, can you say that of God? Then it is good. Then it means that you dwell in his presence. You are a dweller. Hallelujah. So <laughs> he said, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. This word refuge here is makase. It's a shelter. It's a place of protection. It is a place where you are confided in. This is a place where the Lord covers you up. So when the enemy is looking for you, he is not able to find you. Refuge means the state of being safe or sheltered from pursuit, danger, or difficulty. It is a place of being sheltered from pursuit when the devil is chasing after you. Danger or difficulty. When there is danger out there, the Lord shelters you in. You know that he is your refuge. He will not let any harm come to you. When there is chaos out there, you just know that the Lord is your refuge. He said, and my fortress, this word fortress, matud, it is a net prey. It is a stronghold. It is a bulwark. You see how um, the military people, they build their defense. That is what it is. The devil cannot enter that place. This refuge and fortress place, the devil can't enter there. He has no business there. When he tries, he will collide with the stronghold. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Being in the presence of God guarantees your safety. You have to always be in the presence of the Lord. Don't be afraid of the things that are going on in the world, the things that are happening, the things you hear in the news. No, don't be afraid of them. Your father is well capable of taking care of you. He's well capable. He won't let a hair just fall off your head for no reason. No, he's very mindful of you. Very mindful of you. The Lord blesses all. In his blessing, there is protection. He just does not bless. Not like he has blessed you, take the blessing and go. No, in his blessing, there is protection. It is, it is a totality of everything. 
Hallelujah. Give me Proverbs 19.23. Proverbs 19.23. He said, The fear of the Lord tendeth to life, and he that has it shall abide satisfied. He shall not be visited with evil. Can you imagine? Look at the promise of God. He said, he that fears the Lord, he that has reverential awe for the Lord, it tended to life, life abundance. So in the fear of the Lord, there is life. He said, and he that has it shall abide satisfied. You will be satiated. When I looked into the Hebrew, it means surfeited. What it means is that you will have an abundance of all things. Isn't God good? You, you, so being a believer, there are benefits in it. You, you, there are distinction. In fact, there is a clear distinction between the unbeliever and the believer. We are not the same. It's just that some believers don't know it. They just don't know it. So they live their lives sometimes like unbelievers with a lot of fear in their heart. Why would you be afraid? You know that when I looked at the meaning of being afraid in the Hebrew, what it means is that you stand at awe. It is a reverential awe for what you are afraid of. Isn't it serious? You are supposed to have reverential fear for God. You have to stand in awe of God. But now you are standing in awe of something that is happening. My goodness. That is serious. Hallelujah. Take me back to Psalm 91. Give me verse 3. He said, Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Now look at something. Surely he shall deliver thee. What it means is that he will snatch you away. So when there is chaos, there are things happening. The Lord looks at you and snatches you out of it. Hallelujah. It means to be delivered. So people are going through it. In fact, some people so go through it. Sometimes eh, when you see, <laughs> you see a believer that you think is very spiritual going through something, fear enters into people's heart. True or false? Exactly. But you must know who you are. You must know your relationship with God. What the Lord is telling you. What you believe in. What you trust in. Whom have you trusted? Whom have you believed in? What has he told you? You see, it is a place of koinonia. It is a fellowship place. So if you don't have that fellowship with God, when you hear things like that, your heart begins to palpitate. Hallelujah. So he shall deliver you. He shall snatch you away from the snare of the fowler. The snare of the fowler, it is a bed trap. The snare. Literally, it's a bed trap. So when the devil sets a trap for you, Sometimes you fall into it. The Lord snatches you out. Hallelujah. Sometimes you are about to fall into it. Then the Lord will just snatch you out. Sometimes the devil gets confused. Because he, doesn't know, he knows that he has finished the thing. But I got this person. By the time you realize you have been snatched out. Hallelujah. The snare of the fowler. 
Look at the fowler. Your kush. It means a bait layer. The devil is a bait layer. So bait you sad. Or set it bait in the mouth. No chain. For you to fall into it. He's a bait layer. A trapper. More so, it means to lure, to entice. So this fowler that we are talking about, he not only lays the trap, sometimes he entices you with something that you like. He will entice you. You like the thing. You are going after the thing. Then the Lord says, no, 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 no. This is a trap. This is a trap. The fowler has set his trap. Then he snatches you out of it. Hallelujah. If only we know the things that the Lord delivers us from. The daily deliverance. We will always give him praise. You won't get up and just walk out the door. You will praise him for his goodness. Because waking up alone is no joke. He has sheltered you from the terrors in the night so that you are up. Do you know what wakes you up? You realize that you just open your eyes. Who woke you up? You can't just open your eyes by yourself. You don't have the power to. Somebody does it. It is the Lord. You have to give him praise. Don't wake up in the morning upset. Don't. Have the joy of the Lord in you so that you enter into his presence, so that your protection will be sure and guaranteed. Hallelujah. And from the noisome pestilence. So the Lord delivers us from the noisome. Do you know what the noisome pestilence is? Coronavirus is a noisome pestilence. So a noisome pestilence is something that is a chaotic thing. Something that is happening everywhere. That people are just falling into it. Coronavirus is an example of a noisome pestilence. When, when the virus strikes, you know... 2020 ushered the universal church into the rest of God. Then the devil brought Corona. So look at something. Anytime you enter into the rest of God, eh, what it means is that the Lord's goodness has been opened up to you for you to enjoy. And the devil knows. So he will, he will do everything to push you out of the rest of God. And this rest will run till 2024. And look at what is happening. Things are happening. Economic hardships, economic breakdown, whatever. Everything is happening. It is to push you out of the rest of God. Because when nothing happens you definitely will have the clear mind to enjoy the goodness of God. So he has to do something so that you will move out of that rest and not be able to enjoy his goodness. But if you are here, you should know that you are in the rest of God. Be mindful of the promises of God and speak them to yourself every day. Don't be concerned about what is happening out there. It is not for us. It's not for us. If bread gets to 100 Ghana cities, will you not buy it? Exactly. Have you thought of, of how you'll be able to afford it? In fact, now, now, now. Have you thought about how you've been surviving? Exactly. His goodness is rest assured. You are in his rest. Be rest assured. Let your heart not be troubled. Calm down. Calm down. The Lord protects his own. Hallelujah. Amen. So coronavirus 
is is annoying some pestilence. That is the best example I can give. And when Corona came, <laughs> listen, the thing you you won't attract it on the street. Too. It was entering into people's homes. One day I was lying down and I saw the thing coming. Some thick smoke be. It was just coming. I said, Chai, let me enforce the protection of God. I drew the bloodline about me. He didn't enter my house. You can't. This is the place of God's protection. He protects us. He's mindful of us. I dwell in the protection, the circle of his protection. You can't penetrate just like that. That I will get coronavirus. For what reason? And even if you did, by any chance, did you die? Exactly. So he still protects you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Next verse. He shall cover thee with his feathers. So the Lord's feathers covers you. Hey, the Lord has feathers. Can you imagine how big and huge it will be? The devil can't find you under there. Who can find you under there? A witch, a wizard. Nobody can find you under the feathers. In the first place, that witch can't stand before God. So much so to go and lift God's feathers to look for you. How? <laughs> he shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. Do you know why you trust? Because you know that God is faithful. He's talking about his faithfulness. You know that he's faithful. What he has promised he will do. A lot of Christians are not faithful. So they don't know that God is faithful. True. If you are not faithful, how will you believe that God is faithful? Your mind will tell you that the way you are, that's how God is. Please, that's not how God is. Eh? He's not like you. You are in circle, then you say that you are in Kumasi. <laughs> You promise somebody, oh, don't worry. I'll do this thing for you. I'll buy it for you. Then you are not faithful. That is not the nature of God. Listen, if you serve God, you have to be faithful. One of the things that the Lord told me is that do not be unfaithful. I am faithful. You serve me, so you to be faithful. So if... I can't do the thing for you. I'll tell you plain. I can't do it. No need to tell you that I'll do it for you. Then no show. No. He said, his trust shall be thy shield and buckler. So God's faithfulness becomes a shield and buckler to you. You know that he's too faithful to fail. He can't fail. So then that faithfulness becomes a shield and a buckler to you. Hallelujah. Let's go to Exodus 8, to 23. Now, there was a woman whose pastor, she gave a testimony. There's a remarkable testimony. Hey, your watch is not working, no. So, <laughs> the watch is not working. <laughs> so, this woman, her pastor has been preaching about the protection of God. The whole month, the pastor has been talking about it and preaching about it. And then she said, um, one evening, she closed from church and she was going home. So, she got to an intersection. You know what... Uh, intersection where some cars are coming from here, some from here, some from here, some from here. Ah, okay, junction. <laughs> so, yo. <laughs> so, 
So when she got there, it was <laughs> it was her her light turned green like it was their turn to go. And then she moved. She said when she moved, then she saw a truck coming on top speed. Top speed. So she just said, Lord, <laughs> protect me. Because at this point, there's, there was nothing to do. She just knew that this is death. And then she said, the car, the car didn't stop. Top speed. The car went through her car. Not that it crashed too. It went through the car. <laughs> it didn't crash. Her car went, the, the truck went through her car. So she said, it, it, because everybody was waiting for the collision, but the car just went through and the, the driver of the truck was shocked. So she said she could see the driver, the driver could see her, and the driver was shocked. Her daughter was also at the back seat and the car went through. I don't know how to explain it. Yes, as if it was transparent. So it looked like at that point, her car became transparent and the other truck became transparent. So it just went through. <laughs> he protects like no other. And she, she said, the, whole thing, the way the thing happened, everybody was shocked. So nobody was moving. All the cars were just parked. And the policeman rushed through and came and she, he said, I've never seen a thing like this. I've been hearing of miracles, but today I've seen a miracle. This is a remarkable miracle. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid. Though. Fear is not good. Fear chokes your faith. Don't be afraid of anything. Because when it becomes critical, the Lord will definitely come through for you. Hallelujah. And I will sever in that day the land of Goshen. What it means is that he will make a distinction. So he will make a clear distinction. This is the children of Israel. They dwelt in the land of Goshen. So he said, and I will sever in that day the land of Goshen, in which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there. To the end thou may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth, and I will put a division between my people and thy people. Tomorrow shall this sign be. So look at something. When the Lord was bringing the plagues on the land of Egypt, the Lord made a clear distinction. The Lord made a clear distinction between the Israelites and the Egyptians. So the swarms of flies were going there. It's the same land though. Let's say... Um, um, okay, let's say Christian village is for um, the Israelites. And then every other place in Ghana is the Egyptians. Then, <laughs> so you see this side and then this side. Then swarms of flies are coming. You are standing and just looking whilst it's attacking the people. The Lord makes a clear distinction between his people and the people of the world. Don't be mistaken. Don't be. There is always a clear distinction. Ah. Then why, why are we serving the Lord? Why? Why, why, why will I serve him? If his protection over me is not guaranteed. You know, when my son was young and 
he used to fall sick. I'll always think in my heart, is he going to die? Is this the day he dies? Is he going to die? Is this the day he dies? And I'm like, so uh, every time I'll be feeling it in my heart, is he, is he going to die? Is this, is this the day he dies? Then one day the Lord said to me, if you don't check that fear, it will materialize. You don't know who I am. You don't know that I protect. You don't know that I take care of my own. You don't know. Why are you afraid? Then why are you trusting in me? You see, if you put your trust in the Lord, he will not leave you. He won't let you down. The Lord is not a human being. God is not your father. He's not your mother. He's not your sister. He's not your brother. Who will say that I will do this for you today? Tomorrow you won't see him again. God is not like that. When you put your trust in God, he takes care of you. He's mindful of you. When somebody is mindful of you, do you know what it means? He's mindful of you so that you won't even dash your foot against a stone. You won't trip and fall. This is the heritage of the believer. It's just that some people don't dwell in the presence of the Lord, so they don't know. Hallelujah. So he will sever. He will make a clear distinction. It is also redemption. So there was redemption for the children of Israel. The Lord redeemed Israel. The Lord redeems his own. You are the Lord's own. He will redeem you no matter what. When the going becomes tough, he will redeem you. He won't fail you. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. If you listen to the news a lot, please. I won't say stop, but minimize it. Yes. Because what news does is that it pushes fear into your heart. And fear chokes faith. When you become fearful, you will forget all the promises of God. You won't remember. You won't remember that the Lord watches over you. He's mindful of you. He takes care of your money. Everything about you. So that you don't even lose your money. Hallelujah. Give me Exodus 9 verse 4. Exodus 9 4. And the Lord shall sever between the cattle of Israel and the cattle of Egypt. And there shall nothing die of all that is the children's of Israel. Can you imagine? The Lord is making a clear distinction even between animals of his own, his own people. He's making a clear distinction. Hey, wabwakra nyankupon shenesu. Your cattle, the Lord is mindful of it. How much more you? The Lord is mindful of my clothes. He's mindful of my utensils. He's mindful of my blender, my everything. Yes, it sounds funny, but that is what it is. If not, Thieves will break in and steal everything that belongs to me. But because the Lord is mindful of you, there is a protection about you. He said he will give his angels charge over you. Next week we'll see that one. He will give his angels charge over you. Why is he giving his angels charge over you? So that you will be protected in everything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Exodus 12, 13. Exodus 
and the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. So look at something. The Lord made a clear distinction with his blood. Isn't that remarkable? At this point, Jesus had not even died. He has not come to die. So he had to use the blood of an animal to make that distinction. But you and I today, Jesus died, resurrected for us. His blood is available for us. And his blood is the thing that makes a distinction between us and the outsiders. You have to appropriate the blood. If you don't know how to appropriate the blood, find out. You appropriate the blood by drawing it about you. I draw the bloodline about me, about everything that concerns me. I will not lose anything. Nothing in my household shall die. That is how you draw the bloodline. That is how you make a distinction. So when the enemy is coming, when that noisome pestilence is coming, when it gets to your abode, because the blood is your covering, you have drawn it about you, about everything that concerns you. He will pass you by. I remember when we were delivering your mom, the deliverance, you know, and then all of a sudden she mentioned Anika, Oye. Then I said, Hey, Kofwe, home, because. Then, then, no, I paused the prayer. I said, In the name of Jesus. I draw the bloodline about Anika. I draw the bloodline about Oye. Nothing shall penetrate. Then she started shouting. She start, you think it is me? You have no idea. When you say it, that is what happens. The only reason why you are not, you, you, you are not confident in what you are saying is because you don't know that God is faithful. You think he is like this. No, he's not. When you speak, it happens. You have to be mindful of what you say. Listen, the things we say. You are walking or you trip. Ah, for goodness sake. He's just tripping. Why are you dying? Because of tripping. You have to be mindful of what you say. I have gotten to a place where when I'm reading a book and there's something negative that a person is saying, I say, he, <laughs> she, I don't say I. I say, no, it's not me. I can't utter that. It's my mouth. If I, I'm reading a book, but in my mind, if I say it, it's my mouth saying it. So I say, he, <laughs> she, they. <laughs> no, I know, I know my time is up. <laughs> so one of the things that pushes us, us out of the protection of God is our mouth. The things we say. Good morning. What is good about the morning? What is good about the morning you will never get anything good. Then, then, if an angel is bringing a parcel to you, the Lord has released the parcel, bringing it, say, ah, let me go back here. Eh. Take it back to the Lord. The Lord, she or he said, what is good about the morning? So, he's not, yes, he's not expecting anything good. He will take it back. But if you wake up in the morning and you say, good morning, Holy Spirit, Good morning, Lord Jesus. Oh, what a beautiful day. It is a day you have released your blessings. Today, I attract blessings of all kinds. Today, I am a magnet. I magnetize myself. I attract blessings of all forms. Men do me good. I am favored of the Lord. 
I am the favored one. The Lord is mindful of me. He has highly favored me. I cannot. I can when 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 I go out, things that are being sold to people at higher prices by the favor of the Lord, it will be reduced. Amen. You can't say these things. <laughs> you, you can't say them. It's your mouth, oh. It's nobody's mouth. Hallelujah. So this morning, this morning I didn't want to go deep. So let's remain in front, on top of the water. <laughs> let's remain there. But please be mindful of the protection of the Lord. Be mindful. Know that the Lord watches over you. He will shield you from anything and everything. Hallelujah. Hey, take me back to Psalm 91. No? Let's do verse 5 and 6 and finish. Then I'll be done. You didn't give me time. So, yes. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day. Say so you didn't know that an arrow flies by day. Did you? You didn't know that there is terror in the night. But the Lord protects you. He protects you so you will not be afraid of it. Hallelujah. Verse 6. Nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness. Nor for the destruction that wasted at noonday. Next verse. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand but it shall not come nigh you next verse only with your eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked this is your heritage people of God this is our heritage let us believe that the Lord is mindful of us that he watches over us that he would not let any, any harm come our way. He won't let even a hair fall off your hair, your head. He's counted it all. He knows the number. He won't let anything come to you. No harm. Please, this morning, when you go out into the world and people start speaking negative, People start lamenting about what is happening. Don't partake of it. Don't partake of it because you are different. Because the Lord has promised us good things. Because the Lord is mindful of us. Because he protects everything that's about us. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, so I bring my sermon to a close. God willing, next week we will look at the protection of God as a covenant.